0: On this episode of Big Drive Energy, we're going to talk about the Waste Management Phoenix Open. We are coming at you from Scottsdale, Arizona right now at the Airbnb. Going to talk about going to the Pro-Am yesterday, uh, round one recap today and then also discuss us playing golf today ourselves. A little less impressive than what we saw over at TPC Scottsdale. And this is all brought to you by our presenting sponsor over at Pins and Aces. We were rocking the Pins and Aces polos today and the hats. We had the liquor stick out at the golf course, got some vodka cranberries from the bar, poured them in there, used the liquor stick all day during our round. It is the most innovative product. It hides right under your driver head cover and you can get one at pinsandaces.com use our promo code bde and that'll save you 15% off and get you free shipping so use that code bde over at pinsandaces.com for 15% off let's tee it up
1: hello friends welcome to this tradition unlike any <laughs> Oh, this is a beauty, you can get any more than 20 feet off the ground What was that did somebody scream mashed potatoes? That was mashed
0: What is up everybody, we are coming at you live Not really live from when you listen to this, but we are live currently, alive, barely Fuck, I'm tired. Uh, from Scottsdale, Arizona. We've been down here since Tuesday. We chronicled our drive down. What did you think about the drive down overall?
1: Um, it actually went by pretty quickly. Uh, overall, I, I thought it it could have been a lot worse. Um, I'd say you and I get along pretty well. So, uh, for the most part, there wasn't too many things. You Your driving does sketch me out at times. Like It, it does uh, concern me a hair, so... And I'm just like kind of that worrisome type of person where I'm like staring at the road and I'm I just I'm not yeah, yeah Spencer's not looking at the road and one of us is driving and it's not me so uh, that that turns into an issue for me um, but the the vast majority of the drive is pretty cool like the northern part of Arizona is really pretty um, flag that Flagstaff area it's so fucking wild like when you're in the middle of the New Mexico desert and then you just come up, well, I guess Eastern Arizona, um, and then you just come up on this giant mountain and it's Flagstaff Mountain and super cool to see from far away. So a uh, really pretty drive on the way down. It definitely, like, I think, so I slept five hours the night because we left at 5, 4, 4.45 in the morning to get down here. So I slept like five hours that night I think I slept four or five hours the next night and then five hours last night. So I am fucking running on empty here. I am on fumes. Uh, My voice is probably kind of going too. So uh, we're obviously having a great fucking time, but I'm just like, I don't think I can go out again tonight. I don't know. How the fuck will people spend a whole week out here and then, like, try to do, like, Super Bowl Sunday? I would be deceased. I would be ended.
0: Yeah, some people are apparently just built different than us which is we're built we're we're not mid no we, but we partied. some people are built way different than us yeah the drive was insane um kind of like we talked about in our one of our updates in the video we were so it was snowing in new mexico which i didn't know happened um i guess you know i it feels like any state south of colorado is just not really a snow state to me which i was clearly very wrong but the amount of snow in the uh, excuse me the flagstaff. flagstaff area blew me away like i knew it snowed in flagstaff and like northern arizona had snow but it legit looked like we were coming over like the pass in colorado mountains out with how much snow was in between the roads on the road or not on the roads but in between the roads and on the trees and i was just blown away i did not know it snowed that much in color er, <laughs> i did know it snowed that much in colorado i did not know it snowed that much in arizona and it's crazy to think that you can have a state where you are in—we were an hour and a half outside of Scottsdale when it was full of snow, and it never snows in Scottsdale. That'd be like if we were living in Denver, and it never snowed in Denver, but it would snow in Breckenridge. That's,
1: that's the equivalent of that, which is insane. Yeah, actually, it does occasionally snow in North Scottsdale. Um, I know that'll blow your fucking mind, like— it, it's like a skiff of snow. It's not like a, ever a significant snow, but they have gotten snow here before. Um, so it's not completely out of the question. I think Arizona's like, or Scottsdale's around fifteen hundred feet elevation. So it's not completely sea level by any means. It's it's a little up there. Um, we were actually discussing today, like, if you think about it, the desert like naturally should not be lived in. Like there's no water here. You know what I mean? Like there's no natural water um people were not able to like this sounds fucking stupid uh but people weren't like able to live here before like they started bringing water here so think about that like just the bare-ass desert for hundreds and thousands of years it's fucking blows, blows my mind i don't know why i'm going down this rabbit hole currently but uh the desert's just a wild place and it got fucking cold today i mean we'll we'll talk about it but Uh, I was freezing my ass off. I'm still kind of freezing my ass off. So, everybody's like, oh, Scottsdale, like, Arizona is super warm. And it was probably in the mid-60s, high 60s by the end of the – or middle of the day. But when we teed off this morning, it was probably 55 and windy, and I was cutting diamonds. Like, my nipples were fully out, fully going through my shirt. I'm surprised I didn't rip my shirt uh, with those things just popping off. So, uh, it was chilly this morning, and just chilly in general. People also don't realize how cold the desert gets at night. At night, it, it got down to almost freezing last night, I think. They had like a two-hour frost delay, um, which kind of segues, segues us into the first round of the Waste Management. Um, they had a two-hour frost delay today, so there were guys teeing off at 3.30 p.m. Um, I think a few of the groups, like we watched uh, as Homa went, Homa's group went by um, a few other groups, Justin Thomas's group, um, or Homa and JT paired together? No, it was Homa, Keegan Bradley, and John Rahm. Ah, yes, that was a hell of a pairing. That was super cool. Um, but I think they ended up finishing probably 11, 12 holes. So they're not going to finish the first round tomorrow, or they're going to finish the first round, but I don't think they're going to be able to finish the second round tomorrow. So it's looking like it's going to be a Saturday cut. Um, so there's going to be all the players there until the they finish that second round probably on Saturday. Um, I think we are planning on seeing Rory play tomorrow though because he's an afternoon wave guy. So we'll see when they go out in their tee time. Um, but overall, what were your thoughts on like the first round today? How'd you feel?
0: Well, you could definitely tell that the players uh, a lot of players in jackets. John Rom had a sweater on. JT had his jacket on. Keegan Max was just free ball in it, just a t-shirt, uh, even when it got a little colder towards the end of the day and windy, but you could definitely tell the course was not playing as easy as it has in the past. i not saying that this course is easy, that is not my my point, but basically just getting at that there were not a lot of low scores and there were dude shooting in a guy shot 81 today A professional golfer shot 81 at this course today so definitely not some low scores right now we've got two canadians at the top of the leaderboard um it's kind of an odd leaderboard as of right now because some guys have finished some guys have only finished 10 holes but right now nick taylor and adam hadwin my guy from last week you know we're getting back to that uh Pick a guy, and then next the next week he has a great week. Although I did have the winner on my card, shout out Justin Rose, top twenty, sick, cash that out when I could have had him at like plus ten thousand on the DraftKings Sportsbook to win the tournament. But no, I just go for the easy plus one seventy five, cashes out, uh, and then my pick this week: Xander Shoffley, Uh and then Jim Herman, Jason Day, Charlie Hoffman, all sitting at four under. And group of guys at three under, but not overall, not a crazy scoring day uh, for a lot of the players just due to the, the cold and, and the wind. And I did not like talk, going back to the snow conversation scenario, it was when I woke up this morning and we saw like Twitter or whatever, and it was a frost delay. I was like, "What? how like, and it makes sense. I guess it's, it is, you know, mid February right now. And, but I just don't. It's... I have my whole, like, perspective changed on Arizona now.
1: Yeah, if you didn't know, like, I'll give you a little lesson here. So, the reason the desert gets so cold at night is because there's nothing to insulate it. Like, there's no grass. There's no soil. It's just fucking rocks and, like, hard-ass ground. So, once the temperature drops, there's no heat absorbed there, and it just gets cold as fuck. Isn't that kind of crazy? I, th- I don't know if that's 100%, like, uh, geologically correct, Um, but doesn't that kind of make sense? Yeah, that does add up. Yeah. Yeah. It's fucking kind of, kind of crazy scenario. Um, but yeah, the, the greens were also very fast today, very firm and fast. We watched them toss a few approach shots in on 10. Um, it was more of like a one, two hop and then stop or release a little bit. Um, so they're definitely not super soft. They're not going flag hunting by any means, but this course does have a few longer par fours, and I think if the fairways... Fairways looked like they were rolling out a fair amount, but they're not playing super firm. Um, and that is naturally, like, for me at least, that is my least favorite kind of golf course is soft fairways and hard greens. Um, I prefer... Well, honestly, I don't mind hard greens, but soft fairways just fucks me because I don't carry the ball far enough. Um, so... Yeah, the the setup is not near as easy and the wind was like howling. Like on seventeen or sixteen, I'm sorry. On sixteen it was straight in their face. Seventeen technically it was too, but I think that made sixteen really hard uh, to judge and they always play that from weird distances, but I would almost say that playing it from a shorter distance was tougher because when you have a, a wedge, even for a PJ tour guy, when you have a wedge in your hand and the wind's howling right in your face it's so hard to control the, the distance because it's harder to control the trajectory on it. Like, if those guys were chipping a 7-iron or something, I think they'd probably have a better chance of being able to control the flight and therefore control the distance. But when you're hitting a wedge like that, you get one ballooned up in the air. Like, I, we watched a few tee shots today start in the middle of 16 green, and if they were fading it, it like, I think, who was it Tom Kim? They had a tracer on it. it. His wedge or nine iron, whatever he hit, it faded like 38 yards from its start line on a fucking wedge. So that's how you know the wind is fucking howling. And uh, I don't think that it's supposed to be very windy these next few days. I am not a fucking meteorologist, though. So we will find out what happens over the weekend. Um, I am just... Uh, Pretty impressed by what we saw out there today, for the most part. Like it, it was a very challenging course, and to see them like not go super low is almost kind of fun. Like five unders, respectable. Don't get me wrong. It's just not eight, nine, ten under like like we've seen at the the waste management in years past. So it's kind of living up to the the event of the higher tier, I guess you'd call it, with the PJ Tour now. Um, but like you said, the w- leaderboard is a little bit weird. It's not quite as star-studded up top right now. We'll see uh, what, what it looks like over the weekend.
0: Yeah, well, John Rahm is definitely a fan favorite. Guys like that are going to be around because they've played this course a ton. Uh, one thing I thought was interesting, and we know that this Open is the People's Open. Uh, people are loud. But one thing I wanted to ask you is do you think that the players are somewhat – So we have. The, the official world golf rankings are, as we've talked about in a podcast before, very clouded now and not necessarily the true test of who are the best golfers are in the world anymore because they're all playing on different tours, some tours that don't count points, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But do you think that the players are kind of reluctantly playing in this event just because it's one of the bigger purses and they don't really like it? Or do you think more of the players like the Rory's, the JT's, the guys that haven't came came here, come here. A lot are just deciding to play in it because it's like, hey, you know, this is a kind of a fun tournament and maybe it's a little bit of a difference for them. They're like, hey, like this is this is more fun. Uh we want to be a part of this uh, and get, you know, really enjoy like it being the one true golf tournament that's different than all the others.
1: Yeah, I, I definitely think that uh some of the guys like that I, it is definitely like a spectacle, and I don't think a lot of guys are used to playing in front of – no real, no golfer, there's really nothing like this, like you said, in golf. So there's really no other place where you can replicate this. And um, I'm sure some of the guys like it. Some of the guys probably don't love it with how loud it is and them trying to focus and just all the people milling around, drunk people screaming. Like, dude, it, it blows my mind when you see a dude – like, teeing off. We were watching some of the tee shots on hole 11, and they're teeing off, and they're, like, cutting the corner. It's a dogleg right. And there's, like, people walking, like, directly under their line. And there's just so many people around that, like, you can't control them all. And I would just, like, we actually saw Homa pump fake on a tee shot and kind of pull up and and reset and go through his routine again. Um, But it's, like, at what point, like, does a certain noise distract you? Because it's so fucking noisy there that how do you tune all that out? And so I'm sure some of the guys really do like that and some don't. Um, but from a money perspective, like, I think you'd be stupid to not play in this if you have the exemption and the opportunity because it's just such a a massive event now and there's so many eyes on it. And, like, especially with Rory being the, the spokesman for the PJ Tour that he's become, I think for him to not play in this tournament would be kind of a bad look, like like, are you above the, the People's Open, you know what I mean? So I definitely think that he felt a little obligated to play in it from that perspective, but I don't know how these guys don't have a good time. I mean, uh, other than just like I said, the distraction of just people in general being drunk idiots, um, and I'm not saying I don't get drunk and act like an idiot, but it's just not uh, like – I don't know. There's there's a fine line. We've I'm sure we've talked about like the golf course etiquette. We've talked about uh, drinking on the golf course. Duh, that's all we do. But um, it's still just like some people are are ju- they just don't have awareness, self awareness. You know what I mean? They're they're fucking talking when somebody's teeing off like twenty feet from them. And um, I know there's going to be a little bit of noise, but uh, it it just blows my mind. And I. We we saw chicks falling down hills today. We saw dudes falling down hills. Uh, It is just a shit show out there. Like, I would love if you had to take a guess. What do you think the number is on amount of liquor sold in dollars at the waste management over four days? Four days. Let's see.
0: I would say probably in the two to three million dollar range. Wouldn't you think? At least. Because if there's... How many people are at this thing? Does it say...
1: 300,000 on Saturday.
0: 300,000 people just on Saturday. So yeah. they'll do... Th- t- probably. You have to average probably, what, 20 bucks a person between everybody, the dudes that are drinking $80, $90, dollars, and then the people that don't drink at all. So we're so,
1: in the $15, $20 million range for the
0: weekend. Yeah, that, that's just an astronomical number of beers deleted. And the... What they've done this year, and in, in a change from not having, people have aluminum cans that they can throw on sixteen. Is when you walk up to the sixteenth hole as a spectator, and you're in, going into the G A seats, um, you need to take they take your beer essentially from you, and they put it in a plastic cup. So that's a little less detrimental to the course in case somebody makes a hole-in-one and it goes crazy and and everybody's throwing all their Coors Light or Miller Light or you know whatever cans on the actual golf course and on the green Um, so they've they've they have some steps in place to try to keep people from doing uh, what they've done for years but I will say it if there's a hole-in-one made it's going to be a riot again just not maybe not as bad I guess if you can't throw a plastic cup as far as you could throw a a full or almost semi-full aluminum can of beer. But a couple things from yesterday as well, from the Pro-Am day. Kind of a fun day just to be around the golf course because it's a little little more chill. Um, And I think it's always fun to see the players in a little bit more of a relaxed state. I like that, and seeing guys like Michael Phelps, Brian Erlacher hit an absolute dart on 16, best shot we saw all day by far. He almost holed it. That would have been in, a, like a nuts reaction, although there wasn't that many people there. But basically, for those of you guys that haven't been or haven't seen anything that we've posted on Twitter and whatnot, is on 16, they have the entire day, they have like an, an MC that just basically announces who's coming up and playing. Um, they give some fun facts about their life, you know, whether it's Erlacher and he's a Hall of Famer or it's a PGA Tour player and they've won five times, et cetera. Just kind of little fun facts. And then you get to know the players because this this tournament, while it's the People's Open, is also a tournament where I feel like they need to educate people on who, who guys are a little bit more because there's people that show up to this in that have never been to a golf tournament in their lives and will only go to this golf tournament that's why it's great but they're you know they want the they want the players to be there they're just marketing their players and that's that's the smart thing to do but it is cool i wonder how the pro-am pairings get like laid together like if uh you know a professional athlete has a favorite golfer or vice versa if they get to play with them you know because some of those professional golfers like if they grew up a bears fan you know brian Erlacher's like the hero of all heroes. So I don't know how exactly that goes, but uh, Pro Am Day is always fun. We saw um, a couple things. Somebody puked uh, on the grass. That was great. And then it, what was even funnier is a guy walked right past it and then proceeded to slip and fall in it and slide himself down the hill in someone else's throw up. We kept calling it apple pie. Pretty disgusting, but.
1: It looked like apple pie.
0: That's exactly what it looked like, and um, also, I won $450 in free bets yesterday, which is shocking, right?
1: Yeah, Spencer knocked in a a 12-footer, about 12, 10, 12 feet, at the DraftKings Sportsbook booth that they had set up um, on the left side of 17. Really cool setup, bar area, Um, and then they were doing a basically a contest where if you deposit a certain amount of money, they'll match 90% of it. So minimum deposit was 500 beans. Um, so it's not like uh, it's not like you deposit 25 bucks. You do have to put in 500, but um, then you get a chance to make this putt. And if you make the putt, you get $450 uh, in free play. So Or free bets, I guess you could say. So Spencer... He actually uh, missed the putt, like, the first few times. They give you unlimited practice putts. But then once you're w- like, once you ready to hit the one putt, somebody has to come over and verify it. Spencer knocked it right in the heart. I was very impressed. I was like, if that was a three-footer, he definitely would have missed it. So uh, 10 to 12 feet, I think, is your sweet spot because it just frees you up. You just don't – you're just not as near as tight. You don't worry about it, and uh, you just fucking hearted it. So what it – Tell us exactly what you've bet so far. Um, obviously, we put out our big bet energy picks. Um, I took JT to win, Sahith Tagal, a long shot. We watched Sahith today. He looks pure. Uh, he almost won this at this place last year, so uh, I would like to see him make some noise and get our units back to a manageable uh, win-loss differential because we are drowning <laughs> um, on the draft sportsbook. No, it's a great sports book. No, it's it, we don't have a gambling problem. It's okay, um, but yeah, uh, I kind of lost my train of thought at that point. So, um, oh yeah, the the when you made the putt, uh, I was very impressed. I did not think you had that in you, and I was going to also do it, but my phone wouldn't load. Like real quick, I don't want to get sidetracked again, but the logistics of this golf tournament fucking blows my mind. Like. All the stands, all the people working, um, like Wi-Fi, like how how are you, people accessing Wi-Fi? Uh, just everything, like you got to think that they spend almost the whole year. Like I, I bet this is one person's full time job, just doing this tournament. Like, and I don't really know exactly what that look like looks like, um, but us having the background of running a golf course and dealing with those kinds of events. Uh, we deal with like 120 players for a charity event, and if they ask too much of us, it's a clusterfuck. So you're talking about hundreds of thousands of people all at the same place at the same time um, trying to figure out vendors, trying to figure out sponsors, trying to figure out uh, security, logistics. Uh, I will say one thing about uh, this, the Phoenix Open, which is a little frustrating, is the parking situation. Because all the lots are fairly far away, and it it does make sense that there's a tunnel that goes under the main road that the the golf course is on um, in order to get people over there without having to constantly stop traffic. But the thing is, is they close that street as a through street anyways. So it's like, why don't you just close it right there and let people walk across the road so you don't have to walk all the way around under the tunnel, blah, blah, blah. It's just a lot of walking, and I'm not trying to be lazy and bitch about it, but um i'm tired as fuck like for multiple reasons but all that walking like 16 is very close to the clubhouse so it's not not a huge walk uh just past the driving range and uh kind of down down 10 and then you're right there at 16 but other parts of the golf course i just flat out don't want to walk to like the the middle of each nine is kind of pretty far out uh, away from the clubhouse and it's a fucking trek yeah, you know when your Apple Watch tells
0: you that you're working out every time you just walk to your car or to the tournament from your car? It's a pretty long walk, and there's just so many people, and parking, and Ubers, and everybody's hammered, and it's just kind of a a, a giant, happy clusterfuck of people. Um, but yeah, DraftKings Sportsbook, $450 in free bets. So I placed these uh, after I had placed my big bet energy bets. So I've got Patrick Cantlay to win. So it's nine $50 bets. And since I am who I am, I had to put them all down on the waste management, you know, just go big swing with these free bets. So I've got Patrick Cantlay to win. I've got Alex Noren to top 10 at plus 600. I've got Tony Finau to win. I've got Colin Morikawa to win. I've got Wyndham Clark to win. That's plus 15,000. He's three under. So let's shout out Wyndham, my boy, that I played with once in high school. Knows exactly who I am, I'm sure. Um, And then uh, Wyndham Clark to top 10. Ricky Fowler to win. Tom Kim to top 10. Justin Thomas to win. Xander Shoffley to win, my boy, of the Big Bad Energy picks. And then Sahith Thigala to win as well. So... Placed all those down. um, Shout out to the DraftKings Sportsbook. And as we know, it is Super Bowl Sunday this Sunday, and DraftKings Sportsbook has you ready for the biggest day in sports. It's an official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 57 and has all the action that you need. New customers can bet $5, and you get $200 in bonus bets instantly. Plus, all customers, new new and returning, if you will, can get in on the Super Bowl 57 excitement with DraftKings Happy Hour Super Boost. So next uh, on Sunday, check the DraftKings Sportsbook app out every hour between 4 p.m. and 7 p.m. mountain time to see what prop bet will be boosted. So they will be boosting bets constantly. Like it's happy hour, but instead of ordering vodka sodas, you're ordering yourself a boostie from the DraftKings Sportsbook. So make sure you download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use code DNVR, and new customers can bet $5 on Super Bowl 57, and you get... $200 in free bets instantly. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with the promo code DNBR. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions do apply. See the show notes for details. And our other friends, if you are down in the Scottsdale area and you want to go to the Super Bowl um, and you you got that money and you get the Chris Stapleton and Babyface pregame and the Rihanna halftime show, You can get into the Super Bowl right now on game time for $3,094, which is $10 off. That is the cheapest price right now. Get you in the door. Uh, Super Bowl 57, Eagles versus Chiefs this Sunday at Glendale Stadium. I, for one, am not a big, I mean, like, I'll spend the money if it's my team, but going to Super Bowl, I'm sure we'll go to Super Bowl at some point in our lives, but it doesn't really get me going if it's not one of my teams, like, I love football and I'll watch every football game, but spending that kind of money, even if it is with the Game Time app and super discounted, probably will go even down way more when people can't sell them. Getting closer to the game, uh, you're just not gonna see me spending that kind of bread uh, for a team that's not mine to watch. So, but always check out the Game Time app. You can get tickets for games, concert shows. You can even get into the Waste Management Phoenix Open tomorrow for 185 bucks on Game Time. So it's a pretty good deal considering I think. The rest of the days, or at least Friday and Saturday, are sold out. So who knows what that's going to look like for us tomorrow. But uh, it, you can get a – oh, just dropped down to 173 on Game Time as I'm on the app. So make sure to check out GameTime. Get your tickets there for anything you want to go to as a ticketed event. Well, let's talk about our round of golf a little bit today. So we went out and played uh, Dobby, Dobson Ranch. Shout out to Matt and all the guys out there. They were doing a country club adjacent event tonight, so they were kind of working their bags off. Um, just go, go, go this whole week. Everybody pretty much is like heightened business this week in the city because everywhere has been busy, obviously. Um, but we got to play Dobson Ranch, and it was, it was a riot. It was a good time. I had back-to-back birdies, so I'm going to
1: rest on my laurels with that. Yes, we did get to uh, play with our head of sales, Parker Sperry, And that dude's a fucking riot. Like, he, I don't know if he's going to listen to this or not, but he was, I was like pissing myself multiple times because he could not get the ball in the air. And he was like, so. Straight up Toppsville. Yeah, he was topping the the shit out of it all over the course. Um, So he, uh, the first few holes, there is quite a few houses on Dobson Ranch, probably just about every single hole. Um, But there's like a cement wall that, that separates the, the homes and shit and the homes in the golf course, excuse me. Um, but Parker was literally riding the walls. The like, He was like, I got the bumpers on today because he's just fucking pelting every single wall out there and the balls are coming back in play. Like I actually think he hit two of the first five fairways by hitting the fucking cement wall and then ricocheting back into the fairway. Uh, so, he was an absolute riot. I tried to help him with his game a little bit. Um, And he's, he's like a fairly typical type of person that we talk to where he's like, I I do really want to work on my game and I would love for us to work together. He's talking to me, of course, not Spencer. I'm just kidding. Spencer's a great teacher, Uh, but he just wanted to, he wants to work on his game. And he was like, the only thing is I've played golf six times in the last year. And I'm like, yeah, exactly. Like having, the intent to work on your game and actually doing it and following through with it and and taking your instruction and doing something with it are the only real way to get better because too many people come out, and they're weekend golfers, you know, and they don't really work on their game, and then they get pissed off when they don't play well, and they really just have no room to bitch. So, uh, But Parker was a fucking riot. Uh, I think – Spencer and him each had a couple of double vodka uh, cranberries or they were out of cranberry juice. Um, so just kind of mixed it up, but, uh, I didn't hit the ball that well. Um, first drive hit a tree pretty much directly left off the tee box. Uh, I did take a breakfast ball, which is kind of unlike me, but it was kind of a fuck around round today. We weren't really taking it serious. I tried to get a money game going right off the bat. Nobody really bought in. And so I just, uh, continued to uh hit my breakfast ball fucking clunk it around i had a few shots that just sounded like dog shit oh yes yeah, so this fucking story the story is insane um the starter comes up to us and this is like nine thirty in the morning like we're a little bit out of it we're not really like in the mood for conversation uh, he goes you guys want to hear a crazy story and we're like Sure, how fucking crazy can it be? You're a, a retired dude who's a starter at a, a golf course, you know? Um, he was like, they found a, a lady in the the pond here, like, last week. Um, like, obviously deceased in the middle of the night. Which, okay, yeah, that is fucking crazy. Like, we were like, holy shit, are you serious? Um, apparently, it was an older lady that, like, was wandering around. Who knows her her medical state, which is kind of sad, but... Um, she just found her way onto the golf course and they found her one morning, uh, in one of the ponds, sadly enough, passed away. And so I was like, yeah, that is a fucking crazy story. Um, so yeah, that, that definitely started off our round and kind of a, we're like, what the fuck? Like somebody just passed away on the golf course, like less than a week ago. Uh, kind of feels like you're going into a haunted house, (laughs) fucking a little bit scary, uh, but yeah, that was that was pretty funny. Um, I hit some pretty bad iron shots just generally. The wind really fucked with me. Um, the altitude lack thereof down here fucks with my game. I already hit it short enough, and then I hit it even shorter. So I'm hitting fucking hybrids from a buck fifty. No, not really. Uh, if it was playing over two hundred, I was hitting hybrid, um, which is I'm not proud of. But you know, whatever gets the job done. I do think I made a I made a few birdies, but definitely not my best display. And Parker and Spencer and I were just kind of bullshitting, having a, a typical boys-being-boys kind of day, just laughing our asses off, uh, chewing on the fat. So I, I really did enjoy that.
0: Yeah, well, Parker, like you said, from Topsville, one of the funniest things is he hit two golf shots today that ricocheted off not only the bumpers on the fences, but he on the 18th hole, he hit a golf shot, a drive, um, and, oh, Karma hit me hard. Karma slapped me right in the face because we get to the 18th hole at Dobson Ranch. It's par 5, and um, my second drive was, like, only, like, 170 out. But my first drive, I, I looked at Parker, and, uh, you know, I just had to give him a little shit because that's what that's what we do. And I was like, hey, buddy, you're going to need to get this one up. You're going to need a little Viagra on this golf ball because the there's a, a good 150-yard carry that you're going to need to get over this water. And what do I do? I step up and and top one into the water. So, complete karma for for your boy there, but the idea that Parker could hit a drive and hit the he hit the fucking T marker, which is a ball like the size of a probably a softball in front of us and then the it, the ball ricocheted behind us almost ended up in uh, mrs smith's yard behind the t-box there in 18 but he also hit a drive before that that he topped uh, that hit one of those little uh, temporary fence posts so parker hit everything
1: today just about other than the ball in the hole no he made a few yeah he, he definitely hit some trees i think we all hit some trees uh we had some tops just an overall non non-display of ball striking but uh, I will say Dobson Ranch. I know we like to hype it up because we have a a pretty good connection over there, but it really is a great value. Like we did have to pay for our round today, which you know kind of sucks. We usually like to play for free. That's um, one of the few perks of working in the golf industry. But uh, you know, I don't think anybody was giving out a free round if you're within a fucking fifty mile radius of this uh area this weekend with the Super Bowl and the waste management happening. So we paid uh way less than everybody else is gonna pay and we weren't dropping five, six, seven hundred dollars to to play Troon or um fucking whatever all these other courses are that are just charging an arm and a leg. Uh so we had a blast and it was just a very long day and I'm very, very tired. Um but Spence, should we do you have anything else on the the, the golf side of things? I don't think so. What uh, what else do you want to talk about? I just want to talk about the Super Bowl. Like what do that's kinda of why everybody's here. So well we've been staying in this Airbnb, um, and I think there's twelve of is there twelve of us here? I'm not that great at counting, but um, there's four guys from Chicago, six from Denver. Alley, right? Uh, I I can't really count, um, but there's a lot of us in this Airbnb, so it's been a fucking blast. But that's the the everybody, the Chicago Bears guys are down here, and the Denver Broncos guys are down here, um, and Allie and Brandon and our sales guys Parker and John um, are all down here too. So it's just been a really fun fucking Airbnb situation. But uh, they've had a, a busy, very very busy few days. Just the amount of people that are at the Radio Row and the amount of interviews they've done, people they've talked to, blows my mind. Like I, I don't know. They're actually all out at the grabbing sushi right now, and then they want to go to the bars. And I think I'm fucking out. Um, I just can't handle it. I'm gonna pass out right when we're done with this. But um, give us, give me your prediction, and I'll give you my prediction. uh, For just give us an idea of what you think the game is gonna look like uh front to back and give us your your winner and your Super Bowl MVP.
0: All right. So, I've been I'm still struggling with this. I'm going to bet on this game and and place a lot of especially prop bets. I've been big on like not betting on the actual outcomes of the games lately, which is so amazing you can do like DraftKings Sportsbook, I don't in every single one of my same game parlays that I place for any team or any game. It's never, almost never, involves like an actual winner of the game or an over/under. It's like all the who can score this many points, because then you're just like worried about those players essentially, not the entire game. But the way I look at the Super Bowl is, you know, the 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 Chiefs clearly have an advantage at quarterback as of right now. I'm not saying Jalen Hurts can't be a good player, but Patrick Mahomes is the is a touch of class, best best player in the league. Just won the. AP MVP this year, or tonight, for this season. Just a guy that is unstoppable. He is always doing crazy shit, especially against the Broncos. Fucking left-handed throws, closed-eyes throws, behind-the-back throws. Just nonsense shit that he can pull off. Um, but the Eagles are better everywhere else. And that's what it keeps leveling this playing field for me. And I, A very small spread in the Super Bowl. I think it's one and a half right now. But like pretty much a pick em in the game and I I think I think it's gonna come down to this kind of contradicts my prediction from the Denver sports podcast that I did this past week. But I actually think I think Patrick
1: you're allowed to change your mind, that's okay.
0: I think Patrick Mahomes will have a chance to win the game on the last drive. I think it's gonna come down to two minute one and a half, two minutes left. Eagles are gonna be up six, five or six and Patrick Mahomes is going to have to drive them down the field and score. And can he? Yes, will he to be seen. I'm still going to I think I'm going to take the Chiefs right now though. I think I I just I don't I want them to lose. I'm I'll be fully honest. Honesty hour here. I I want the Chiefs to lose this football game, but I do think that just having Patrick Mahomes is is a is an X factor in the game and I think he'll be able to as long as they can stop, semi-slow down the run, you can never stop the Eagles' run. But as long as they can slow down the run and keep, and keep or get a lead right away, right out of the gates, I think that they can kind of control the game. I do think the Eagles will start slower because, I mean, the Chiefs have played in five straight AFC Championship games and they've played in three of the last five Super Bowls. So they're no stranger to this moment for most of the squad. I think the Eagles would be a little more tight with Jalen Hurts, you know, and A.J. Brown's never played. And a lot of these, a lot of the guys have played in the Super Bowl because the Eagles just won one. But there's a good amount of the core that has not played in the Super Bowl yet. So I think if, if the Eagles can withstand the beginning of being nervous and, you know, settling in that it's just one more NFL football game for the most important game of their lives, Uh, I think they can keep the game close, and then they'll get a lead, and then Patrick Mahomes will have a chance to win it at the end. My Super Bowl MVP is – I'm going to take a a uh, non-quarterback just because that's a lame-ass lame bet. So I'm going to go Super Super Bowl MVP is going to be Jarek McKinnon.
1: Okay, so that was – I wouldn't say it's long-winded because that's what I wanted, but you really didn't give us a, a final score prediction. You think So you think that Mahomes is going to have a chance to win it and he's going to go win it on the last drive? Yes, Kansas City 24, Philadelphia 21. Okay, so fairly low scoring. I think is in the over-under set somewhere around 50 or something like that. Um, that's just a ballpark guess. Uh, so I, I don't disagree with anything Spencer's saying here. I do have a future on the Eagles, uh, so it looks like the over-under is 51. Yes, so I'm just dialed. I just know my lines. Um, I would I – th- I think I'll take the over there. I know it sounds like by your prediction you would like the under, um, but I think it's going to be somewhat of a shootout because I think Kansas City's secondary is fairly weak. Uh, Jalen Hurts is super dynamic. I, I mean, both quarterbacks are very dynamic, but – I, I definitely see uh, the Eagles giving Mahomes a little bit more of a challenge in the secondary than I see the the Kansas City secondary giving Jalen Hurts. Um, and if Jalen – I mean, there's a lot of if, ifs and buts, you know what I mean. Uh, but I think if Jalen can get the deep ball dialed up and he can hit some of those long balls, I think that will completely fuck the Kansas City defense and kind of put them behind the eight ball and uh, – I do have an Eagles future. I think I mentioned that. Uh, So, I am obviously riding with the Eagles. I think they are going to win it. I I think it's going to be a a very close game, but uh, seeing how they ran the ball on the 49ers, and I wouldn't say it was a a crazy display by any means, but the 49ers are the best run defense in the league, and it's really not close. So, uh, I think if the Eagles can establish a really good run game right off the bat, then work their way into the play action – and I don't really think the Eagles have a, or I'm sorry, the Chiefs have a guy that can really like spy Jalen Hurts, and so if if they're sending AJ Brown and Devonta Smith down the field and leaving, leaving the middle of the field wide open, I think Hurts will find his way into that. I think he'll he'll have some rushing yards. Um, so I'm gonna go uh, Eagles 34, uh, Chiefs 28. Eagles 34, Chiefs 28. Um, I'll make a little bit of Skrillo, which I will appreciate. But I think it's going to be a great game. And like you said, I think it's really cool that the spread is this close too because we've seen so many Super Bowls where they seem super lopsided. And I think, uh, I mean, I don't want to go down any rabbit holes, but like like you said, Patrick Mahomes is the one deciding factor of why the Kansas City Chiefs are going to be – um, competitive in this game just because if you have an elite quarterback like that you're never really out of a game in my opinion and we've seen Patrick Mahomes like he's fucking Harry Houdini he makes me want to rip my hair out watching him play because he's not on my team um, but just just the shit he does on a day in day out basis is so crazy to me I just feel like the Eagles have a more complete team and if we're looking at um, you know, defenses and who's going to be the better defense. I think the Eagles will be the better defense. And a lot of defensive championships have been won in these recent few years. So uh, I'm rocking with my – not my Eagles. My girlfriend's an Eagles fan, so that I'm, I am uh, an Eagles fan by default right now. Um, but I think it's going to be a great game. It's going to be a lot of fun. And I think one of the craziest things, too – About Just the Super Bowl in general is the fact that neither team is it's a home game and then they go into halftime and there's a fucking huge performance like I feel like Super Bowl week and just being around all this media stuff and all these people down here. It feels like the last thing that anyone is focused on is the actual Super Bowl which kind of annoys me because I'm just such a football – I wouldn't call myself a football purist, but I just care so much about the football that, like, I want to talk about the game. And the tough thing is is there is two weeks between the the conference championships and the Super Bowl, so there's way too much time to just overanalyze over and over and over, and you can only hear the analysts say the same shit over and over again. And then eventually by the, the end of the first week they change their minds and they change their predictions because they can't just keep harping on the same shit. But I just wish that the football game was a little bit more of the focus instead of every other fucking person that is, you know, down, down to get clout. Uh, wow, my voice just squeaked pretty bad. Um, but, yeah, it's all just very, very interesting. Like, I feel like I'm on a little bit of sensory overload uh, just with all the human interaction that I've had. And uh, it's, it's been a, a, a fun week. Um, but it's, it's been, we've only been down here for a few days and I'm fucking exhausted. Like I've said multiple times. Uh, so and for those of you who don't know, well, we, I, Spencer already mentioned it. I'm fucking losing my mind. We did drive down here. So we're going to be driving back partially tomorrow night on Friday and partially some of the morning on Saturday. So we should be home by Saturday night, catching the games at home, um, or the, the Super Bowl, I'm watching at home. Spencer's going over to his brother-in-law's. Um, but either way, it should be a, a blast of a weekend for all the sports. Uh, real quick, let's just do this while we're at it. Let's After day one, give us your uh, waste management winner prediction. Are you rolling with your boy that you picked, Xander Shoffley?
0: Yep, I'm going to roll with X-Man, Xander Shoffley. Uh, I think he's going to be able to just grind this win out. Uh, having a good... Thursday obviously doesn't guarantee a good tournament, but there's already guys that have played their way out of this thing, um, clearly. So I wonder what that feeling is like where you know you're out of it on the first day and you still have to go play another day, um, and you're not even getting a paycheck. Like, a guy is going to have to shoot 8, 9 under tomorrow to get a paycheck. So it's like that's got to be kind of a, you know, what I what kind of mindset do you take into that, that day?
1: Yeah, I bet you will actually see um, a few WDs, like, because – there's gonna be dudes like if they don't if they're in the afternoon wave tomorrow and they're not able to finish and they're way outside of the cut line they're gonna be like what the fuck am I staying another night here for you know just to miss the cut come Saturday and then I gotta stay another night in a hotel blah 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 so I think we may see some some WDs uh, after tomorrow's round just because guys aren't gonna to want to stick around and trying to get out of Phoenix this weekend I'm sure is gonna be a nightmare anyway unless you're taking a PJ. Which uh, some of these guys can do, I'm sure, but not all of them. So, yeah, I do like, I do really like your pick of the X Man. Uh, like you said, it's that it's that old saying of you can't you can't win a tournament on a Thursday, but you can definitely lose it. And some of these guys have already lost it with the the tough course conditions today. So, should be a very fun weekend. I'm I'm looking forward to it.
0: Yeah, definitely looking forward to going back out there tomorrow and just kind of seeing what happens in this tournament and uh, my prop is still alive well it will be alive until it's dead uh, it's like an under really um, but the hole in one on 16 plus 200 so really hoping for that I'm uh, really just hoping to see a stacked leaderboard with a with a lot of good players and a lot of big name players uh, come down the stretch this weekend so make sure you're following along with us on social medias at big Drive energy on Twitter at big Drive energy pod on Instagram. We are going to get out of here. It is late, not really that late, but late for us uh, considering the walking around we've done the last couple of days in the sun. So we're going to get out of here, enjoy your weekend, enjoy the Super Bowl, get those prop bets in, get all those bets in for, you can still take winners of the Waste Management Phoenix Open, so get those bets in, enjoy the last Sunday of football for a long time, and we will talk to you guys next week with a full recap of this Waste Management, the rest of our time, and update you if anything crazy happens. So we'll talk to you then. Enjoy the weekend. Peace.